You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast brings you a new perspective on so many different things. And every once in a while, dentistry. I'm your host, Shane McElroy. And I'm so glad that you joined me today. I hope you don't mind. No guests today, just me again. Probably going to be kind of a short episode, but this is a topic that I wanted to share for a long time. And it's it's a mentality shift that I took a few years back that really honestly improved so many aspects of my mental well-being, uh, my positive outlook on life, and just happiness overall. And really has helped me in my career as well. And so I wanted to share it. And it's something, honestly, I got straight from... Somebody to talk about it on a regular basis, but I got to give credit where credit is due, and that would be Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he's kind of loud and boisterous when you first get to hear him, but I, I got to encourage you. There's a lot of pearls there, and it really did have a big impact on my career. And what he said was, "Nobody owes you a thing, not one little thing." He might have dropped an f bomb when he said it, but I'm not going to do that. And that sounds on the surface like just be tough, but when you break it down and I tried to do this, it really changed the way I look at people and the things I do and the things that people do for me and and made me empathize with more uh, differently with people and understand other people's perspectives at a much higher level. And in doing so, it's it's made me a better professional. It's made me a better person, I think. So don't want to take a ton of time today, but I do want to break into these things. So... I'm going to give you some stories today because I think that's the easiest way to kind of put yourself in those shoes. But I used to be kind of the person who, especially let's just talk in my in my career, I'm going to do something for you, right? But if I do something, whether it's giving you help, training your team, blah, 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 I'm expecting that you buy something from, from me back. And if you don't, I'm going to be upset with you. I'm going to be mad at you. I'm going to be frustrated. I might not tell you, but inside, I'm, I'm kind of down and hurt. And really, that, uh, that that was almost a burden, right? That uh, grabbing onto your soul, that weight of just like, that person did me wrong. Now, did they do me wrong? Not, not, not necessarily, right? Maybe I'm just overvaluing what I did for that person. And I think that's something that humans tend to do. Uh, I do it still. I try to catch myself all the time. But when we do something for somebody else, we overvalue that, right? We think what we did maybe had a bigger impact on that person's life or professionally or whatever we did for them. But sometimes if you reverse that, we undervalue what others do for us, right? Think of some, some, something nice, something special. Maybe you didn't ask for it, but somebody did something really nice for you. To you, it was kind of like, oh, that's nice. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. But maybe it took that person seven hours and took time away from their family. They worked really hard on it, but you don't know. And I think that's where empathy comes in, right? If I understand the process that that person went through, no matter what the favor was or how big of an impact it had on me, but I know they put time and effort in it, I now am going to value that more. But I don't think we take the time to value that very often, right? And maybe next time I do something for somebody else, I'll be like, maybe they don't understand all the time and effort or, or or just work I put into that for them, right? So as opposed to 
expecting somebody back. I did something for you and now you owe me something, right? As opposed to doing that, that's you can't win in that scenario, right? If we have a scoreboard, I'm down one, right? And you're up one because I did something for you and you you receive something for me. So you're in the positive one. If we just make it really, really stinking simple. Now, best case scenario, we can get back to zero, right? If that person next does something for me, which would be a perfect world scenario, right? And, and I receive something from them. So they give up time, effort, whatever, money, whatever that may be. And now we're back to square, right? Well, the problem with that is it's really hard to go up or be positive in that scenario. Break even is kind of your, your best case scenario. And break even is not a great best case scenario. Not even in Vegas, right? Now, what if instead of me doing something to that person and expecting something back, I don't do that, right? I don't do that at all. And so that person is up one, but I don't consider that that they owe me anything. So I'm not down anything, right? And let's say they're, they reciprocate, right? They do something back for me. Now I'm in the positive. We're both in the positive. The other benefit of that is if I do something for somebody without expecting a thing back, without thinking they owe me, the burden of that, man, that person owes me, owes me, that, that person did me wrong. They don't appreciate me is gone, right? It's a freeing sensation. It's a very free way to live in life. And then when you get something in return without expecting it, man, that is a great feeling. It's a really positive experience and, it, and there's no scoreboard there. I got to say, with my wife, occasionally we may have a scoreboard, you know, a mental scoreboard. Now, I tend not to do that, um, not because I'm a great person. I just don't think of things in those terms. So whereas maybe she did the dishes or she did this or that, and in her head, she's got the scoreboard. Now, what I she doesn't calculate is that I do X, Y, and Z, like I'm doing the lawn or I do this or I do that, right? And it's very easy to have a scoreboard of what we do for others, right? But not for the, for the other way around, not what they did for us. Or you know, let's say her doing, I don't understand how much work she put into doing this and I didn't value it, right? Because I don't think it takes that much work, but I've never done that, right? I've never done that specific thing. It's hard for me to get an appreciation or, or a, a tag of value to that as well. And that's the way it works both ways. So again, that goes back to overvaluing what we do and undervaluing what others do for us. But if we, again, if we go in with that perspective of nobody owes me a thing, I can do a favor for somebody in a don't expect anything back. I'm telling you right now, I encourage you to try this and see what kind of a positive impact it does for you. On another note, don't let people abuse you with this mentality, right? Everybody gets one, right? Everybody gets one. So if somebody, you do a favor for somebody and they keep coming back for more favors, and then don't return any favor, or any value to you at all. Um, don't do that. Don't ever do that. That's just getting abused in a relationship. And that's not what you want. And I don't mean like a girlfriend, boyfriend relationship. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Actually, maybe, maybe I do actually one person's, you know, treating the other one like royalty and the other one just kind of ignores them. That's not a great situation. So in my eyes, everybody gets one, right? Let's look just professionally. Uh, a lot of times when I was an implant rep out in the field, I would do somebody would call me cause they know I had background in marketing or I had background in X, Y, and Z. And I would help them. I would answer some questions for them or give them some tips or resources or connect them with somebody. 
Now, the next time they came back, right, that was the end of the conversation. Come back six months later, whatever it is. And they say, hey, thanks so much for connecting me to that one person. I got, I, need, I got this now. You want to connect me with this or you want to train my team or you want to do this for me? That's when I'll stop and say, hey, I'd love to, but I'm very, very busy. And here's the deal. That really is, is a benefit that my customers get for working with me. So I'm happy to do that for you, but you know, just for me putting my time in the areas that help me feed my family, you know, at that point, I'm going to have to ask you to be a customer, right? So it's okay at that point, if somebody's coming back to get more and more out of you to, in a very nice way, give them perspective, don't do it rudely. They understand that they may not be considering your side of it. That's very normal as well. So don't get upset that they didn't consider because they they don't have an understanding. Once I clear, I, they understand that I'm very busy. I've got a family. I've got, you know, all these accounts that spend money with me that, hey, I'm happy to do that, but there's a cost associated with that now. Not the first one. First one was free. I didn't expect anything back. But for this one, there's got to be an exchange of value on this one because this is a professional thing at that point. When you do that the right way, people start going, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about that. Either they're going to go ahead and say, I'm sorry, you know, I can't really buy anything from you right now, but I'm not going to have the gall to ask you this favor now that I understand your side of it, your perspective. Uh, or they are you know, like, man, I value you so much. And I, all I got to do is buy a product to get the, your mind or get your help here. Dude, I'm in. So again, you cannot lose in that scenario. And it's okay if people aren't understanding your perspective to give them perspective. There's a book I'm going to recommend out there that's called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Cialdini. Now, I'd like to say I'm very well read, but that would be a lie, right? But this book in particular, I loved. And, and it's not a sales book. It is truly a scientific view or a third-party perspective into understanding how you influence others or others uh, are influencing you. And so it, it really is a great book for anybody in any profession, any time. Talks, if you're in sales, it's great. If you buy things, it's great. So you can understand uh, kind of the subconscious or the psychology of why you make decisions, why others make decisions and how you can uh, positively impact decision or ne negatively impact decision one way or another. It's an excellent book. Now in there, they talk about the rule of reciprocity, that 97% people out there, uh, the 3% being, uh, not great people, right? They're self-centered people. They, they don't have a perspective or appreciation for what others do for them, but not, not the majority of people by a large margin, 97% of people. If somebody does something for them, any little thing, right? Somebody, you drop something, somebody picks it up and hands it to you. You internally feel like you owe them something or have an obligation to return that favor. We don't like owing people as a general rule. So naturally, if you, if you do something for somebody else, most individuals will have this need to fulfill that, that, uh, that deficit to do something back for you. That's positive. The problem I think we have in those people is we're not on the same timelines. So I may do something for you small or big or whatever, and maybe I wanted that right away. So again, if I don't go into it expecting anything, I don't have a timeline. That's good because that person's timeline of repaying a favor or something like that may be two months you know, or two years to return that favor. And maybe in my head, it was two days. And so there's this unspoken, this... Uh, non-communicated, uncommunicated, 
that's a terrible way to phrase it. We just don't communicate properly. We're not on the same wavelength and we're not on the same, don't have the same perspective or same timelines when it comes to, to favors or the rule of reciprocity. So impatience can be a, a major, major negative impact in your mentality of thinking people owe you right away. I would encourage you. That's how I was, right? Don't be that way. Understand that people's timelines are different. And just because it's on your mind doesn't mean it's on theirs. Okay. So again, if you, like I said before, if you don't expect something to get something back in return, that timeline isn't even existent. So you can be a lot more patient and I would encourage you to do so. The other part is empathy. All right. Let's just say you have a negative experience with somebody. All right. I'm going to give you actually an example from my previous company. There was a marketing program that focused on full arch and I was all about it, right? I was in love with it. I think everybody who listens to this regularly knows I'm a full arch nerd. So I was I was kicking butt with this program and I was really just just going full force with it for years. Now, years and years and years ago, I would call the marketing department who created this program, right? Did a great job with it. And I would call and say, hey, you know, my thought process was this, by the way. I'm going to give them what the field is saying that this would make it even better. And I would be like, hey, y'all need to do this, 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 and this. Now, to me, I thought I was doing a good thing. I was trying to improve a program. But about a year or two later, about a year later, right, uh, that same program, you had to hit certain qualifiers, say, and the doctors did. And I got a message from somebody in the market department, and it said, hey, this person isn't at, at this level, uh, you know, unless you get a good reason, we're going to boot up the program. Maybe you need to go do X, Y, and Z to, to improve sales. Maybe you you should go do this, this, and this. And immediately, I I mean, I was fired up. I'm like, you can tell me how to do my job. You don't even know this person is part of this account and that account, and they're kicking butt for us and blah, 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 blah. You're going to try to tell me how to do my job. And right as I was about to hit send on this mean email back to them, I stopped. And I, I remembered what I did. I thought I was doing a positive thing to try to help them out in the same way they were probably trying to do for me. But instead, I told them what they should do. And in, in, in a certain way, I was saying, you're, you're not doing your job well enough. You should do this to make it at the, at the level I think it should be at. Could easily be taken that way as opposed to doing, hey, guys, you're killing it. You're doing everything right. I, I love it. it. Would it be possible? And these are just suggestions to the field because you guys are doing great. If we could add these couple things, that would be amazing. And I really appreciate all you've done for me. Now, if I had done it that way, if I had empathized with all the time, effort, and work they put into this program, and then not just thrown like, hey, you need to do this better, that probably would have been a better situation. It probably would have helped me uh, improve that program and help them as well. But instead, I put it as, I phrased it in a way that I, if I was them, I would have taken as, you're not doing your job good enough. You, you should do better. Do you not know what you're doing? Which is how I took that, that email from them. And then I stopped. I go, you know what? They're probably trying to help me. And I can't believe I didn't have this perspective for it. I was a jerk and I didn't realize it. So to those concerned, if you're listening, I think you know who you are. I apologize. You did a great job with that program and, and still are. And I never meant to put it in a way that I thought you weren't. It was more of me not taking, uh, having empathy and, and looking things through your eyes, right? Trying to reverse engineer and understand your psychology, what all the, the, the objectives and initiatives that you had put on you, plus running this amazing program. I should have done that. 
but it did help me to not <laughs> send that email back and then rephrase the entire thing in a very positive way and thank them for their time and suggestions, right? And all of a sudden, the light bulb went off. Boom, right? I started putting this in every aspect of my life. Now, I think all of you know, I worked for BioHorizons for years. Worked really, really hard for them, right? And my wife and, and a lot of other people would say, man, they really owe you. You've done, you bled for them. You've done so much for them, right? And it was coming from a really good place from so many different people. You know, they owe you. Now, a decade ago, yeah, I would have felt the exact same way. But the reality is I started empathizing. I started taking myself out of my body, levitating my above, above and watching everything from a third-party perspective. Take the emotion out of it, right? It's easy to give suggestions to everybody else in their life. Why? Because you're not emotionally or ingrained in it. It's easier to see the scope of things, right? It's easier to give direction. But it's not easy to do it when we're in our own shoes a lot of times. We're missing things. We're not seeing everything. We're only seeing one, uh, one thing from our viewpoint. But I think it's important in life to understand things from everybody else's viewpoint, right? So let's take that statement again. They owe you. That company owes you because you've worked so hard for them. They owe you a promotion. They owe it to you to, to advance your career inside that company. Well, well, the way I started looking at it was, well, do they? Do they owe me anything? Because I signed up to do a job where I would sell. And I signed up to do this job that if I had did A, B, and C, they would pay me this amount, right? And guess what? They did that, right? All the extra stuff I did was on me. They didn't owe me for that. They didn't ask me to do that, right? I did it because I wanted to do it. And it did help me in my career. Maybe not directly through that company, but it's helped me. So when I started looking at it like that, it, I wasn't upset with the company anymore. Because I think I know so many of my buddies and so many people in the industry, you know, they work for a company for X many years and, and they owe me. But do they? They hired you to a job. They're paying you to do that job. We're kind of square, right? They don't owe anything they do above that, beyond that is a bonus, right? Now, they did promote me multiple times. They did create a position for me. I was, I'm eternally grateful for that. They gave me a lot of opportunities to do things outside the box and do it my way. They didn't give me everything I wanted, but they never owed me and I didn't expect it. And because of that, it, it allowed me to have just this really positive relationship with the company itself. So start understanding that if you go in the perspective, they don't owe me anything. I was hired to do this job and they pay me to do this job. And if I do that job really well, we all win. That's great. But nobody owes me a thing. And then all of a sudden it's, it's so much better. I don't have to be mad at the company for not giving me that promotion. I didn't, they didn't owe it to me. I can try to go and get it, but they don't owe me a thing. You know, another area we look at is like social media. Well, I like this person's post and I shared their post. Why aren't they following me? Or why are they sharing my stuff now? Huh. Fortunately, because of, of tutelage from somebody like, you know, Blake was a huge influence there. Uh, a lot of other people in the industry. I never really had that perspective. I, I came into to Instagram and all that after my mentality changed. So I really never had that perspective going into it. So I would recommend that if you're on social media, and you're expecting you're doing something to get somebody else to do something for you. And there again, apply this mentality that they don't owe you anything like something comment positively or something share somebody's stuff because you want to because you're trying to give value to other people out there through them or you're trying to create value for them but don't do it because you expect something back it's kind of ridiculous 
we're talking social media here. If you, if you really think about it, if somebody else said that to you, you'd roll your eyes at them. You'd be like, really? Seriously? <laughs> You're that upset about that? Maybe they're just busy. Maybe they get a million shares or a million likes or comments, and maybe they just kind of bypassed it, didn't mean to, overlooked it. It's not that big of a deal, right? When you break it down that way, it really isn't. And I think it's, it's a matter of stopping, thinking, understanding. All right, let's say we have a conflict with somebody. Somebody's wronged me or I'm angry at somebody, right? And they're angry at me, right? We have a conflict, whatever that may be. I get an argument with somebody or, or, or here's a better example. Somebody doesn't like me, but I've never met them. Hmm. So it'd be easy if I hear somebody talking trash about me, right? It'd be like, screw that person. This has happened, by the way, and it happens a lot to salespeople uh, where they have the competition who, who they've never met or maybe bumped into twice. And, and this one person's going around saying about the other salespeople, oh, their product sucks or they're a jerk or this or that. That has happened to me a number of times. What's interesting is the only times it's ever happened to me is with people I've never met. So the easy route there is to take it personally, right? To say, he called me a jerk or he said, I'm a liar. Or, he said this or that. You go, that person's an a-hole, right? Easy to do, understandable. If, if, if somebody's talking trash to you, you thinking ill thoughts about them. I get it, but I, I stopped. I said, why? Why is this person talking to me? Why, you know, they're talking to doctors who are my friends for years and, and thinking that's going to have a positive effect. So I try to put myself in their shoes. They don't know me. So why would they talk trash about me? Maybe they're new and they're desperate for sales and they maybe don't have the experience to understand that's a terrible way to go at it. Number one, you're talking about my product. Okay, well, that doctor's using my product. So you're kind of calling them a moron, right? Uh, Probably a mistake. Number two, you're desperate for sales and and you think that by – you know, disparaging me that that's going to help you. Probably not a good game plan if you really think about it. Like, really? Is that going to help you? If that person likes me, they're already going to think you're a moron. Okay. Um, number three, they don't know me. They've never met me once a person. So for me to take that personally is kind of nonsensical, right? It doesn't make any sense. They've never met me. So, so why would I care? Now, I actually take it as a compliment. In sales, it's a little different, right? If somebody's doing that to me, that means I'm probably devastating their uh, their sales, right? Like I'm stealing customers or I'm, uh, you know, not stealing, but earning customers or I've got a lock in this area and, and they, they're struggling to get sales. So I take that as a compliment. I understand that, that sales can be tough. There's a lot of demands put on salespeople and they're probably a little bit desperate to sell something. And so they're just going at it a wrong way. Now, I only say positive things about people, especially on the field. So if you don't hear me say something nice, you know that I'm not a huge fan of that person. I would say if you have a little trick here, uh, talk, if they love their rep, say that they're the best person in the world. You understand why they work with them. And all of a sudden you take down a barrier and they more open to listen to you. A little little sneak attack there. uh, It works. But as a general rule, if somebody's talking trash about you, they've never met you. Well, let me take a look at their through you know, put myself in their shoes. They just haven't had the experience to understand that's a bad move. And it's not really personal. Again, they didn't meet me. So, or maybe they just have some bad stuff going on in their life. Or maybe somebody just said something and they mistaken took me as, uh, as the person who said it when it wasn't at all. 
So understanding their perspective or, and understanding the their rationale helps give me better perspective on how I should take it. And as opposed to that anger and that frustration and wanting to talk trash back, which is a horrible move, understanding either taking it as a compliment, so that's a positive thing. Awesome, man. I'm glad they're saying that. That means I'm doing something right. Uh, or understand, well, they, they don't know me, you know? So for them to say that, there must be something negative going on in their lives. And having a better... Uh, Having empathy and understanding why people do negative things, you don't take it as personally. You don't get as mad about it. And you almost have this pity for them, right? I'm sorry that they, they're going through whatever they are are going through that's making them do these sort of negative activities. It's not a good thing. You know, I wish them the best. Um, I think those kind of – that mentality change, uh, having empathy for others, putting yourself in their shoes – can really make you a better person and can actually help you have a more positive outlook and perspective on life. So short episode today, let's just review what we talked about really quick. It's really easy. Nobody owes you a thing. If you go into it that it's a weird thing, nobody owes you a thing. Sounds like a negative statement and it is not. If you apply that to your life and you go in with that mentality to life, nobody owes you. So you have no anger, no frustration, uh, no negative feelings towards anybody thinking they owe you anything, right? And so that helps you mentally. There's no anchor there on you anymore. Helps free you. And so when somebody does return a favor, do something nice, it feels amazing. And this is not a short play. This is a long-term play. This means it may not happen on your timeline. And so when you don't, again, if you don't expect things back, when you do something nice, there is no timeline. So again, when things happen, it just feels good when they happen, not, oh, we're even now. Um, have empathy for others. I think this is just good. When you're in a situation where there's a conflict or, or misunderstanding or you've got an email, and this is really easy to do an email, and you take it a certain way, stop, breathe, and think from their perspective. Somebody give me a short email. Hey, I need you to do this, right? How dare they tell me? They're not boss how could they tell me to do that stop maybe they were busy maybe they weren't thinking about the way it was going to sound maybe they were doing this maybe they had their kids and they were you know all over them and they just had a bad day and it came out and emailed towards me but it wasn't really about me and all of a sudden you start going man i wonder what's going on maybe i should just call them uh hey got your email the tone was kind of yeah i didn't know how to take it so i just want to call and make sure we're, we're good right oh i'm so sorry i've just been dealing with so much and if that came off kurt i, I apologize right then all of a sudden it's no big deal but that's how, you know, especially in people's careers, how these negative things happen. One last example before we go. Um, I'm going to apply this to for the doctors out there. Um, obviously, again, I'm going to go to what I stick with what I know pretty well is full arch. Now, I know a lot of guys have, have patients or gals out there have patients that come in for a consult for full arch, which is can be like a $30,000 procedure. They don't know much about it. They just saw this, you know, think you were marketing online for new teeth in a day. That's fantastic. That sounds great. I have no perspective on what that costs, by the way. I have no idea. I just know I have bad teeth and I'd like to have good teeth. That's what I want. Um, but I'm not a doctor. I'm just a random person out there. So I'm coming in for a consult. And all of a sudden, I, I, the doctor gives the consult or the team gives the consult. The patient, here's the number, $30,000. And, uh-huh, right? And they leave. They, they didn't move forward. And, and the doctor, these people just don't have any money or, or they're just, they're worthless or this or that. I've heard that a lot, actually. Uh, from a lot of different doctors and a lot of different staff members, right? They're just not, they're not good candidates. They, they're, they don't have money or, or they, they're just whatever, right? But maybe 
And just maybe if we had perspective and empathy and, and put ourselves in the shoes of the patient, I'm coming in to get a consult on something I know nothing about. Uh, let's go say, I know nothing about cars actually. So I take it to the dealer and they go, um, you know, got to tell you, uh, your engine's not in good shape. Uh, the flux capacitor in there needs replacing, and that's going to cost you $10,000. $10,000? you kidding me? Like, and what, what they're really saying is this makes your car go. So, and I'm offended that they're going to, uh, they're scamming me. They're trying to get my money. They, they don't, but I don't really understand the, the implications of what that flux capacitor does, which it makes time travel possible, by the way, back to the future side note. Um, but maybe there's something with my car that I just don't understand. I think they're trying to rip me off because I have no under, fundamental understanding or they didn't explain it to me in a way that resonated or, or made sense to me or I didn't have trust with them because I just met them. How are you – if I walked into your office and said, I need you to spend $30,000 with me on some implants, it's going to change your life. But we have no prior relationship, never heard of my company before. Uh, what are you going to say? You're going to say, get out of my office. Get out of my office right now and never come back. Right? We haven't established that trust, that relationship. Now, if I come back over the years and we build the relationship, then all of a sudden I can I can clearly explain that. I'm now on your timeline, not my timeline, right? Maybe it's the patient's timeline. Maybe they don't have thirty thousand dollars right now, or maybe emotionally they're not ready, or maybe they didn't trust you. So then you start analyzing what you did. As opposed to saying that's not a good candidate or not a good patient or X, Y, and Z, they don't get it, they're not smart, whatever. You start analyzing yourself and the process and everything that happened. Maybe if I had just followed up with that person, thank you for coming in. Was there, any, you know, Miss Johnson, was there any questions that I didn't answer for you? Um, we appreciate your time because we know your time is valuable for coming and talking to us. If there's something we can do for you in the future, let us know we're here for you. And then all of a sudden, three months later, six months later, and I've seen this happen with practice to do it the right way. That patient, man, the fact that you guys were there and you understood and you weren't trying to just close me right then and, and understood my timeline and my needs, that's why I'm going with you. So that that simple game of empathy, trying to understand the other person's perspective can help in so many ways in life. Not, you know, I'm talking professionally right now, but really, truly in life, it, it will have a bigger and more positive outcome for you. So again, Go check out Gary Vee. Go see what he has to say. Read the uh, influence of uh, persuasion, right? Influence of the psychology of persuasion by Cialdini. I think it's a great book. And start stop. You know, stop yourself when you're having these conflicts. When you when something didn't go your way, and start taking perspective and realizing nobody owes you a thing. And I promise you, your life and outlook on life will be more positive, and you will win. All right. If any of you out there actually read the book, you like it, disagree with me, agree with me, please go to our uh, podcast page, uh, all underscore in underscore podcast on Instagram and DM me. I love hearing about if it had a positive impact. I want to know if there's things I could have done better. Maybe I didn't clarify this message enough. Maybe I didn't take into account your perspective, right? Maybe I'm missing something. And I'm asking you, please, as a favor to me. And then I'll have to do a favor for you, right? Rule of reciprocity. Let me know. Because I don't do this just for me. I enjoy doing it, but I really want to have positive impact on other people's lives. Um, so if there's topics or if there's a topic we did and we could have done it better, just let me know. Guys and gals, thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time. Oof. <laughs>